I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, uh, where do we start? Uh, Do you know what? We were talking last night on the Boyle Sports Grand Slam Daily. Uh, that uh, we wanted drama, we wanted upsets, we wanted a bit more tension in the air. Uh, tonight delivered. It feels like the Grand Slam has actually properly got underway. Welcome along to day four of the Grand Slam Daily here from Online Darts, the only podcast giving you daily updates and interviews uh, after play again in Coventry. Jonathan Phil Bars, Jack Cobby Garwood alongside you to talk through like I say, a very dramatic evening. Uh, Phil, we will start with you. Um, safe to say that something that we didn't expect was going to happen and something that we did, another thing that we didn't expect very nearly didn't happen. Drama all over the place tonight. Massively. Um, just an unbelievable day, to be fair. Um, yeah, it had everything that we wanted from a session of darts in fairness. Um, so, yeah, just a damn good day, I think. Job, do you, do you agree with me in the sense of the, that this tournament's really starting to come alive now? Um, maybe. I still think it's missing something. I think we'll get more the next round, obviously, because it's the knockout. I still think there's, there's an edge to it that isn't quite there yet. But it is brewing nicely. Well... Certainly one thing that uh, we won't be seeing for the rest of the tournament is the world champion. Gob, you and I picked him to win this tournament at the start of the week. And it doesn't look like that. We were, it certainly looks like that we were wrong here. <laughs> it's not even a case of certainly looks like it. We were. Uh, Peter Snake bite right, uh, losing 5-2 to Devin Peterson. And that means that somehow Ian White he becomes the first man ever Gob to have lost his first two matches at the Grand Slam of Darts and then come through the group madness yeah, did you have to back Snakey because when you were all against him the other week he was doing bits you rock up bad luck mate 
<laughs> so you're saying that I'm the bad this luck charm for snake This bite. is completely on you, yeah. Okay, all right. So nothing to do with his darts then. Right, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the excuse I'm going with. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's be honest about this now, right? You know, I expected another change of darts from him, I'll be brutally honest, but I thought the key moment was in that fourth leg. I think he missed 10 darts to level. You can't do that against Devin Peterson. Admittedly, can't Peterson missed five. can't do that against anyone. Well, yeah, it's you can't do that Devin against Peterson. anyone, you right. can't do that as a professional dart player. That's, that, that moment there was not good enough. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. But what I'm saying is, is that, like, it just sums up how weird this tournament's been. He almost did a Noel Malik then, Phil, didn't he? He almost did it against Noel Malik then again. You know, that one four zero in Rod Studs where save his snaky skin. It was now nearly a one five five to do the same thing. He missed double nineteen for it. That would have been remarkable. I think all of us watching it, did we expect him to hit it? Just yes. not playing, not playing well, and just slotting in a three figure blockbuster from absolutely nowhere. Of course we did. I, I expected it. That was more praying than expectation from me. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one for you now, though. Do we expect to see the World Championship darts, in inverted commas, at the players? No. Really? <laughs> you can't expect anything with Peter Wright, can you? <laughs> we can sit here and predict what darts is going to rock up with all we want and he'll turn up with a set of Phil Taylor Rossos for all we know <laughs> <laughs> hashtag the most successful dart in darts <laughs> this is the deal though right Gob and this is something for you because obviously you are a massive fan of the snake here's, here's what my point is is the fact that Devon once again coming through 5-2 brilliant performance there but how big of a, of, a, of a loss is this for Snakebite, really, thinking about it? How big of a loss is this for him? Um, it will hurt a little bit, especially after doing a lot of talking earlier in the week. I think that's the bit that will get the most, is that throughout this year so far, when he's spoken, he, he's genuinely backed it up or, or got away with it. It's, it's not the first time he's lost early. He didn't have the greatest Grand Prix um, match play. so. He can put it behind him. He's done that throughout the year. Obviously, that's how he's now European champion. But at this point, Premier League aside as well, he, he's turned himself into a winner now. But there was there was something not right with Snake by this week. And whether it was the darts, whether it was something else, he needs to fix that quickly. Let's hear from him now, actually. Let's hear from Devin Peterson, actually, now, rather than uh, Peter Wright. Definitely, definitely didn't get Peter Wright tonight. Um, but we definitely did get Devin Peterson. And uh, here he is in his press conference afterwards. Congratulations. You've topped your group. You're into the knockout stage. Quite emotional right now. We can see how much this means to you, but you, you must be so happy, deep down. Yeah, I think um, I'm, a, I'm an emotional creature, if you must call it that. And I think that... Um, the questions that were asked and it just triggered that kind of emotion. I mean, it's been a long few weeks away from the family, which is the hard thing. Um, and yeah, I think that that just kind of riled up. But I saw the the Conor Ben um, interview as well, and it was looking like like it's almost like as if I'm speaking to myself in a sense in the interview. And and every time he kind of welled up, I I kind of needed to switch off at that point and, and kind of not listen to the complete interview because um, yeah, I, I know exactly what he went through and and what he's going through currently. So. Yeah, I'm happy to go to top through a 
top the group. Um, group E was a tough group. I mean, we had really good players in there, but um, it just seemed like against me they didn't they didn't perform as well as they as they would hope. And and I don't know why that was, but I'm I'm fortunate enough to top the group. A well below par world champion today, and you took full advantage of that. Do you think him changing his starts has finally caught up with him so much in like mid game and everything like that? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, uh, a lot of the times we give him much respect because we know the quality of the man um, on the stage. Even when I when I went two one up, and I, you'll see probably I don't know if you if, like watching the game. I, I I was like just thinking to myself, if I if I just play my normal game, there's no way he's gonna catch me because his dart wasn't flying properly through the air. You could just see he was kind of reaching, stretching. So it wasn't the Peter Wright that we expected, and I think that um, my game also hampered because of that because I was expecting him to perform um, like he normally does. But yeah, I think. Um, it's it's caught up with him, and I don't know um, if it's all the if it's all the the things that it was um, like the social media things and, and and the interviews that he's been saying like Michael's not got any chance and stuff like that. I think those things kind of hamper players that have insecurities or problems with their game. So I don't know if all of those things, but yeah, for now I'm 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 just happy. I'm just happy that I'm on top of the group. You're talking about that. Have you learned the lessons from the? Um, World well, Grand Prix that you spoke about that you wouldn't get burnt again. True, um, 100%. I mean, I've, I've approached again quite differently. We'll see very lim- limited celebrations. Um, I knew that what the, going through the group meant. Um, I knew that going in, into that game, I was already through. So I just wanted to kind of cement my place, make sure that I get to the top, so that I, I, I I'm, I'm kind of focused on 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 a lot more things than just the Grand Slam, and, and I think that's just a massive build up to to everything else that is um, kind of in the path of my of my career currently now. Now the format goes up, we're into knockout darts. Does the African warrior become a different kind of predator? In a sense, I, I just, I, I feel a lot more comfortable on the stage. I mean, I've, I've, I've been on the stage for a long, like continuously now, and we've been playing darts for the last three, four weeks. And, and I've had some good spells and I've had some, obviously, um, some, some torrid spells as well. So yeah, I just kind of gather from the positivity and the game dictates kind of what African warrior comes out. But the most important thing is, is that I'm in the fo- uh, focused and the confidence comes through. Devin, congratulations again, mate. Well done. Thank you very much. Yes, Phil, I appreciate that. Congratulations, Devin, on, uh, on your third win tonight. Um, it's very fascinating, actually, that the fact that how we're all approaching Devin Peterson these days. A year ago, this would have been, hey, unexpected. But here, this is like, you belong here now. You belong at the elite level. That's stage one. What's What do you do next? Yeah, I think today's victory also. Um, it's like it's like when you have the big tree in the jungle and you knock the big tree down, it sends vibrations through the earth and through the jungle. So... Um, the Devin Peterson now that you see is, is is quite more composed and more experienced. I think before, like you said, unexpected victory and so on and so forth. But players are now kind of looking at um, me as a serious player, which I've always taken myself as a serious player. But I think that my my game wasn't always out there. But now it's 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 um, something like the shoes on the other foot in this in this instance. And I'm relishing the opportunity and the moments. Um, I, I know that people saying that you ride the crest of the wave and all of those things. But I think it's it's more than that. It's not even just in form it's just a new standard um that, that i'm saying for myself and that i'm performing at so yeah just get used to it um i still i still feel as though i got more to give i still feel that i can compose a lot more um but yeah at this point in time i'm, I'm enjoying i'm enjoying life as as devon peterson the african warrior it's also interesting that behind the scenes and i don't intend for you to talk about this but you've 
you've been putting a very interesting backroom together of a team that's around Devon of a huge amount of experience. This has been a year of great growth for you, hasn't it? Yeah, no doubt. The, the, the guys at Darts Talents has been phenomenal. I mean, um, you got, you got the 1180 as well, Mark Dean. That's that's part of the team. Um, you got Wayne Mardell, Colin Lloyd, Phil Taylor. Um, these are all players that have uh, have achieved loads, and and just the opportunity to to have them at the at the end of my fingertips if I send a message or or need some inspiration or just kind of query uh, about my game or a game or how to approach. I mean, I'm I'm probably in the best position that I've that I've ever been. I've, I have all this experience around me and. Yeah, the, the sky's the limit now and, and what I want to achieve. And, and, and I think that um, hopefully my, my career follows the, the path of the likes of Phil Taylor, Colin Lloyd and, and Wayne Model. Brilliant. Well, listen, thanks for your time, Devon, and well done tonight. I appreciate that, Phil. Thanks a lot. Devon, many congratulations on finishing top of the group. Just speaking of the team there, you said you spoke to Phil Taylor this morning. What did he have to say? Well, it, it, a, a big thing with Phil is he's always saying, uh, I need to rest up, I need to be focused um, and approach the game like every other game, make sure that you focus on the 501, um, not the whole game. But we, we speak about some intricates of the game as well. And yeah, that's nothing that I'm going to divulge with you today. But it's, it's um, yeah, I think I think having that opportunity, I mean, I've idolized Phil Taylor over the years. And, and when once we, we contacted each other and, and communicated on a level and created that dialogue, it, it changed my mental space and, and the game in which I'm playing now. I mean, with the likes of Phil and um, Colin and, and Wayne as well. I mean, those players I've, I've, I've watched on VHS tapes. I mean, that's how, how, how young I was when I was watching them. So um, having that kind of experience around you and the likes of, of the people at Darts Talents and 1180 Mark Dean, I mean, it's just, it shows you the influence that exter the external influence on your career can have a positive effect if you have positive people around you. Do you think more players should be seeking advice from you know these top professionals who've been there and done it in the game? Do you think more, more players should be following your lead? Not at all. Please stay away from all of those players because they are, are my kind of mentors, not yours. <laughs> the thing is, is um, like sports, like I watch mo loads of sports and, and you look at darts, you look, um, I mean, you look at basketball, you look at football, you look at golf, all of these people, they have these, these kind of mentors and, and, and people that they just seek inspiration, that's experience exactly what they're going through. And yeah, I mean, why make the same mistakes they made? I mean, if they can allude to you and, and kind of advise you on not to make the same mistakes they made, I mean, why not? Um, yeah, I think I think um, I'm not going to say that I'm leading the, the the charge in 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 changing the way in which the sports viewed or how the sports is approached. But yeah, I think the likes of with with Wayne Model coaching and and mentorship, I think it's it is changing the way in which players are looking at the sport. Just finally, your thoughts on your next opponent, Damon Hesse, because probably like yourself, he's in the best spell of his career at the moment. Yeah, Damon's always been a great player. I mean, we've seen him in a World Series out from nowhere and then came over here. Cure, talk hard and now uh, competing and, and, and he's got one title under his belt already so we know that he's, he's an excellent player and he can shoot for the scars I mean we've seen the game against Watamina but it was a nervy game it's probably not his best game but he got through that so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm definitely getting myself up for a, for a tough encounter but I, I'll be ready as well so yeah it's going to be fantastic and, and like him experiencing this this um, rise up in, in the rankings um, so he's Devin Peterson so it's going to be some fireworks Excellent. Thanks a lot, Devon, and all the best for the That's next right. round. Uh, Dev, you said earlier on that the other players in your group haven't played their best against yourself. Do you think that's something that you've created from how what you've achieved this year? 
it has to have influence. I mean, before players would come up against me and think that, well, if I play my best game, he's not going to beat me. But now, because I'm throwing so many 180s and scoring well and throwing high averages, people see these things. I used to look at it as well. So I know that they're going through the same kind of thing. And and sometimes it can be just be a flaw in, in the game itself by, by doing that. So, yeah, I, I have a different mental approach to every game that I play. I have um, a different strategy as well. So, yeah, I think... Um, Sometimes it, it just doesn't happen for you, bad day at the office. Um, but like for Peter now, it was a bad day to have a bad day at the office. With the 155, did you, were you watching the double 19 or is that something you don't watch? Yeah, 100%. I knew that um, the way in which his darts was going, if it landed, it's it's kind of like his time in a sense. Um, but I knew that the way in which his darts was going through the match, um, he, he didn't approach it with confidence. I know that he missed it just slightly, but that's the brilliance of the man. He can pull out uh, a rabbit out of a bag at any point. But I think that if you watch his, if you watch the game itself, I mean, he was just... It wasn't the constant Peter, right, that throws like a currently a bunch, basically. It was like spread around and stuff like that. And I, I always look at a player's first dart, and if his first dart is really good, then you know he's kind of in form. If he's not, then you kind of have an opportunity. So, yeah, I think uh, Peter is probably upset that he's, that he's not gone through and that he's not played his best darts. But if you're changing your darts all the time, I mean, you're only going to get burnt. Now, Phil... You obviously do these interviews for us as part of the press conference team, and we and we love you for it, obviously. Dev, there, I think, pretty much summing up, I think, what most people were thinking about Peter Wright after that comment that he made on Tuesday night. I think, not just Dev's comment, but I think the whole the whole one about if you keep changing your darts, you're going to get burnt, has come through this weekend. Um, or not even this weekend, even from the winter series when we saw him change multiple times mid-game and stuff like that. And look, Dev's a great believer in technique and once you find something that works, don't try and overcomplicate it. Most players will tinker with the back end of the dart, but the barrel primarily doesn't change that much unless you're Peter Wright. And then... Everything changes. Look, nine times out of ten, it has worked for him. But this weekend, I think it's burnt him. Or sorry, this week. Because, let's be honest, he hasn't looked convincing in anyone. Ian White should have been 3-0 up against him. You say that, though, but you think about it. It was 106.8 average. How how can you make a 106 not look convincing? That's my point. Because he's what he's I told you, I was blogging it, and it just didn't feel like a one hundred six. No, it, it didn't. It, 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 <laughs> you know, he should have been three 0 down. And yeah, I don't disagree with you, but you can't say it looked convincing when you when you ping it a one hundred six. Like yeah, but you, 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 you can't. Can, you can because you change starts to something that works comfortably. Right, those things he used for the first three legs were horrendous, and he went yeah. back to something that he knows works, and then played well. Until that point, didn't look convincing at all. He's tried something and just changed, right? I just don't get it. I don't either. But, Gob, it means that Ian White becomes the first player ever to win his, his last game of the group after losing his first two and getting through the last 16. A really solid performance against Dirk van Dijvenbode. Again, where the hell did that come from? Ian White averaged 108. <laughs> brilliant, couple of brilliant checkouts as well. The 120, the 132 to end it. Excellent stuff. Yeah, solid's an understatement for that performance. It, it was superb from, from Ian White, but <laughs> I'm going to say the same thing now immediately. He's got to go back it up. 
if he if he is in that form, we've seen him put a performance like that in at the European Championships when he beat was it the Europeans? Uh, when he beat yes, Marco Van Gerwen. Yes, he that, has yes. to go and back it up now. There's two good performances now that last time he, he didn't back it up. Has to do that now. This is his chance. Build yourself some form and actually have a crack at Alexandra Palace and go and show the world how good a dark player Ian White is because the rest of the world is still missing it. The only people that know how good Ian White is are the people that follow the Pro Tour. Indeed. Or Dan Indeed. Dawson on Twitter. <laughs> Yes, Uh, that's a very good point indeed. Uh, Right, Uh, we are going to move on to Group G, where, Philip, the man you suggested was going to win the Grand Slam almost suffered the same same fate as our man, who we suggested is going to win the Grand Slam. Uh, First off, brilliant performance by Johnny Clayton against Makura Suzuki. We'll come on to that in a second, but obviously the headline is Gerwin Price turning it around in some style, Phil. After his, uh, after his uh, w- being 4-2 down to Ryan Joyce, comes back and uh, p- wins the game 5-4. There was a word you used in that intro, and it was almost, but not yeah. quite there, gentlemen. Absolutely. I, 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 you know, th- there's a lot of things that's almost happened, but it doesn't matter if they almost happen. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, didn't, and the Iceman survived. Look, to be fair, it was actually a really good game. Best of the with, tournament for me. With, Best of the with, tournament with Ryan, with Ryan Joyce. Um, but you just have the sense that when he went 4-2 up, the next leg he didn't look convincing as almost if he walked back and went, what am I about to do here? Well, you say that, but he had a shot at the ball for the match. Yeah, but it's a match start, but players of that quality and at the top level want more than a dart at the ball. I mean, to be fair, right, you look at the game as a whole. He picked into 1-2-6 at one stage. He then, the previous leg, had just gone out with 107 to go 4-2 up. He leaves 119. I'm thinking, yeah, do you know what? He's got half a chance at this because of the way he's was throwing. You know, Gezi even throwing in some massive checkouts as well. A 1-2-4 uh, and a 1-16 of himself. The finishing quality job was tremendous. Until he needed it. <laughs> well, to be fair, right? Look, you, you think about it. That was the only dart he had at the ball all match. You know, in terms of that was the only dart he had for the match. Gezi then just switched the scoring on and finished with 106.3. Here's one he did make me laugh on Twitter afterwards. So he's like, I didn't miss a double 16 because the man does not miss double 16. <laughs> no, he definitely doesn't. <laughs> he's one of the most. He's better. I didn't think I'd say this, but he's better than Peterson when it comes to double 16. Sorry, Phil, you were, you were going to jump in there. If one of the world's top ten had two goes at the cherry on their own throw, Gezi would have been out. Look, I'm not suggesting that Ryan Joyce is going to, at this moment in time, is ready to make that jump into the top 16 or the top. 30, you know what I mean? I'm not. Look, I'm not suggesting that's the case. But I guess those are the games you do have to win. But that means that Gerwin Price's last defeat on the Grand Slam stage came against Simon Whitlock two years ago now. How does he do it, PB? How does he do it? Like, how? I was <laughs> mental. I'm just throwing it out there that this potentially could be the biggest streak in sporting history eclipse in The Undertaker's WrestleMania one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, you know, Arsenal's, uh, Arsenal's undefeated streak in, the, in 49 games are looking over their shoulders a little bit now at this moment in time. Uh, you know, look, 
we've got to move on and we will talk about a little bit more about Gezi in just a second, but let's hear from him first. Here he is chatting in his press conference. Gezi, congratulations. You sit there, top of the group. You've gone through the absolute mill up there, every emotion going. How are you feeling right now? Yeah, I'm definitely relieved, but I, I knew that Ryan was going to bring a good game. I played him in the week and he played a bit better in the week against me, but I knew he was going to bring his scoring game and I had, I had to be on my A game. But yeah, I, I bombed a few opportunities, but the last few legs, I thought I played really, really well to not pinch the game, but I think I deserved it. But I, the last few legs, I played well to come back. Averaging well over 100, he breaks you, you're 4 2 down. Are you thinking, how am I in this position? I knew I was in the position because I bombed doubles and and it and you know you can't you can't do that not at this level no matter who you're playing and yeah I bombed a couple of doubles to get it back to three all and I put myself under the cosh again like like I do most times but I had enough in the tank to pull myself out of it and Brian sort of went off the ball to, towards the end but I upped my game as well. Were you pleased in a way that Johnny won his game so you knew your match was a straight shootout? It was as simple as that. I'd rather Mercurio won five nil. <laughs> then I know I'm through pressure off it doesn't matter top middle bottom I'm through so, but no I, uh, I'd rather I'm glad that Johnny's through obviously you know I'm a good mate so Johnny any one of us could have won that game between me and him as well and you know he could have finished top uh, yeah, I'm glad we're both through but I would have rather the pressure off the run or the streak carries on I make it 14 games now I'm beaten in the Grand Slam of Darts just what is it about you in this tournament is it 14? I lost yeah. against Simon once, mind. Yeah, that, that's the last time you lost. Was it? All oh, right. I don't know. I, I Just today, I was looking over and I seen a few pictures up on the wall. Obviously, my one was the last one up there and I just thought I won that again and you just... I don't know. I was rubbish for those two games but I found a little bit extra today and a bit more determination. Last one for me. Are you now relieved it's longer format knockout darts? Yeah, definitely. I mean... I'm 100% better player, you know, when you're the first of tens and, and further on, the further the further the legs go, the better the better I become and the more confident I become. So, I know I got Nathan next round, it's going to be a tough game, but, you know, first of ten, I'm confident. Jesse, congratulations as always, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers. Hi, Gerwin. Uh, congratulations on a tense result tonight. Um, in a strange sort of way, that says an awful lot about you these days, doesn't it? You've got some sort of metal about you now, haven't you, to come through a scare like that? Because you were, you were almost dead and buried there. Yeah, I wouldn't say I was dead and buried because I was still playing well. I was playing well all the way through. I, I missed maybe one or two doubles and I knew I was scoring well and I, I just had to keep that pressure on. Even though I'm 4-2 down, I missed a couple of doubles. He went out 1-1-6 one, one, and, and another shot and I'm like, it could the score could have been the other way. But yeah, I stuck in there till the end. I knew I was playing well and... I think I deserve to win anyway. Is it quite good in a tournament to have a scare, to have the old adrenaline pumping like that? You'll probably deny that and say you've you've said you wanted it to be easier. But that no, don't... No, I, I, don't get me wrong. I I like to go through and know that I'm going to win games. But I was a tense one, and sometimes that can help you. And I think that that has helped me because the last two games I was rubbish, and to have that game and yeah to really make me hit hit the trebles, hit the doubles towards the end. I needed that and yeah, I'm back to back to my best, I think. And well, not back to my best, but close there. Good stuff. Well, listen, congratulations tonight. Thanks for your time. Cheers, going. Cheers. Jesse, congratulations on the win and top in the group. Do you feel your experience in those pressure situations was the decisive factor there on the big stage? Yeah, definitely. I, I was thinking in my head, you know, 
break him all my throw. Just if I can get it back to four all, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the better one. I think I'm gonna be more experienced and just put him under pressure, which I did, and I think it worked because he he didn't play well in the last leg. And even if I'd missed that last start, I think I probably would have had another three. Saying that he's banged up one uh, ten plus uh, checkouts, but that last leg, you know, I was. Uh, I knew I not knew I was going to win, but I knew I was favourite for our league. Second time this week, you've survived much darts. Obviously, only early days yet. But do you get a feeling that the stars might be aligning for you already? Yeah, but no, these are little sprints, and you can't judge on these group games. I, now the tournament starts. That's that's in my eyes. You know, it's the last sixteen, and it's this it's the longer format. So I think this is when the tournament starts. You know, these the the. the the round robin, that was just a qualifier, so the tournament starts on. And as mentioned, 14 games unbeaten now. Does that just show you're not going to give up this title easily? Sorry? 14 games unbeaten has been mentioned. Does that just show you're not going to give up this title easily? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's different to every other major. Obviously, I've won it back-to-back the last twice, and I didn't want to give it up easy, and I dug in there. I dug as deep as I possibly could. I, I went to the well a few times today, and, and I come out trumps, so I'm happy. Cheers, Gezi. All the best for the knockouts. Uh, Gezi, you said earlier in the week that, that you believed you should be favourite, and of course you were. Um, the bookies have, have moved the goalposts again in terms of now your second favourite behind Michael. What, what do you think that says about the reflection of, of how you've played? Yeah, well, exactly. And he deserved to be the favourite after the after the way I played in the first two games. But, you know, I played a little bit better today, so they might change it again. I'm not sure, but... Yeah, it's, it's all on the day and I played, like I said, I, I didn't play particularly well first two games and brought sort of my B or A game, A minus game today. I just got a little bit more on the tank and hopefully I can bring that over the next couple of rounds. Big win then, obviously, for Gezi and his World Cup teammate, Gob, comes with it. 5-0 against uh, Makuri Suki for Johnny Clayton. Clayton was uh, outstanding, by the way, I thought. Some brilliant checkouts, ending with 110. Makuri just didn't get going. Yeah, I think you just summed it up perfectly there, Johnny. Professional job, Makuru. Started brightly against Gezi, but um, just tailed off the more and more the week went on. Uh, God knows how much travelling and stuff she's had to do to get there and how much steel tipped out. She's actually managed to play over the last few weeks and months. Obviously, I've said my piece on the standard of the ladies' game that are trying to cut it at this level at the minute and, and where I think they need to, to make the improvements over the last couple of nights. I just think there's one or two visits throughout a match that are costing them massively at the minute and if they can rectify that, then they will start putting more and more established pros under pressure. Quick one as well, though, just I forgot to say as well about Ian White's performance against Dirk van Bovenbode. Ian White was five for five. On the checkouts as well, not a bad way. Dirk was one get... from one. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Hundred percent, hundred percent checkout rating from both. Amazing. Uh, right, let's go to uh, Group A now, where more of the drama happened. So before tonight, nobody had ever uh, come through uh, the, their Grand Slam of Darts group if they'd lost the first two matches. Obviously, we talked about Ian White doing it. Now, PB. Adam Hunt does it from absolutely nowhere. Where again? Where did this come from? I've got no idea. Uh, KO out of uh, nowhere. Absolutely. Uh, at 2 0 up, we're all thinking that 
Clements is going to book his place as runner-up to Michael Van Gerwen and progress. But to say he fell off a cliff at 2-0 would be an understatement. Mm. It was almost like the Titanic. You look at... I've just got the stats up here because obviously we're a very serious start show, as always. And he was 2-7, right, on the checkouts uh, was, um, was Clements. The majority of them were missed in the first two legs. I'm just looking through here. He had a, he had a couple. He had a dart for, for three one, which would have obviously sealed the deal. He uh, had a uh, didn't have a dart after that. That was it on the on the checkouts. Apart from maybe the ball, potentially. Actually thinking about it, he did have a shot of the ball and ninety. So he had two darts to seal a leg, which would have got him through at that stage. God, it just was just nothing from the from the German giant. But though we should have probably seen this coming in a way. Because Adam Hunt, I thought, had played really well throughout the day, throughout the throughout the week. Yes, okay, on debuting against Michael Van Gerwen, not a great way to go into it. But against Cullen, I thought he was decent, and then he just scored pretty well, and then just found the checkouts which he needed to do. Yes, he's been playing well anyway. He's one of the most informed or improved players of the year. Sorry, not informed. Um, he's looked really sharp, and he's looking like he's potentially about to start making good of some of the talent that we've known is, is there for a long time since he was doing bits on the development tour. And also, it's his yeah, first year back on tour. What a year this is for him. Obviously, I would... Do you look at the players that have back. won their tour card this year and gone on? It's, it's some class this year. You look at Damon Hetter for a kick-off. You know, he's also in the, he's in, also in the last 16. Um, just trying to go through uh, some of the race at the tour card Dirk. race so we know who's in it yet yeah, Van Dijvenboda obviously Martin Clearmack has had a good year a fantastic Jeff year Smith a first time tour card holder as well or he that is up? yes absolutely Scott Waite hasn't done too badly Jason Lowe for Christ's sake <laughs> that's some year yeah Ryan Murray as well has had a really good year Boris Kuchmar uh, I've hoped had a decent year at some stage, but uh, but there we go. Uh, so obviously, Adam Hunt then uh, beats Gabriel Clemens five two. It means that if Joe Cullen can get four legs against Michael Van Gerwen, it would mean that Joe Cullen would uh, seal the deal and get into the knockout stages of the um, Grand Slam of darts. Um, what is there to say, Phil? Six missed darts to to guarantee a place in the last sixteen. Yeah, it just it, it nine like darts that. from ninety three. Nine yep. darts from 93. It just... Moments like that, Phil, is where you think to yourself, is he ever going to kick on? I think on the seven, because of the way his darts sit... Had to split. Oh, no. No, you he went three double two, didn't he? But yeah. when he's in that situation, I think there's always a case of going five double one. Because for me, double one isn't the worst double on the board. It's next to tops. And... Going for twos, the way his darts stick up, if the first one's awkward, it blocks everything, which it did. He threw the first one, and you could see him go, I can't see any of this. And then you're looking for an angle that perhaps isn't there. So I, I think there was a massive case for going five double one. I think there's there. a massive case for not even getting to seven, mate. He had nine Agreed. darts from 93. Ends up on double seven, and he still got darts from there. He split the 18 earlier on. Yeah. Didn't fancy two nines. Why on earth are you suddenly fancying two sevens? It's even worse. Especially well, the way he starts stick up. To be fair, I don't think he obviously meant to go double two, did he? He meant to obviously hit he meant to hit single two, didn't he, and go sixteens. 
and go eights and fours from there, didn't he? In all fairness. But this is, tell you what, we'll come on to my fun in a second, actually. I just want to say Joe Collins now back into the top 16, obviously. He's now on £256,000. So he is back into the top 16. He's jumped Mensal Sudovic, who is just outside the top 16 at this moment in time. Johnny Clayton, obviously, with that win to take him into the last 16, jumps uh, Mental Sudovic. And Mental Sudovic is now outside the world's top 16 at the moment in time. It would be outside the top 16 as things stand in the race for the World Championships, which is mad, really, thinking about how much he's fallen off a cliff as well. But let's return to the man who's very much at the top of the world rankings. Will not be challenged this year. We will find out whether he's challenged, obviously, uh, later on in the year for the world number one spot. But here is Michael Van Gerwen uh, with a little clip after his 5-3 win over Joe Cullen. Well, Peter White says all the time, do you know, I mean, it's that's typical Peter. Every After every World Championship, the day after when he's become runner-up again, he says, yeah, uh, next year I'm going to be number one in the world. And when he says things like that... No one really believes him anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's like a bit of... He, he says this when he doesn't have to say it. And it's a bit childish. But that's typical Peter. That's typical Peter. Everyone knows him. Oh, Phil. <laughs> you had to tease him, didn't you? Well, he had a right to reply. He did. And I said, and I said that. I went, Michael, you've got a right to reply here. And he did. I think... Do you know, this is... There's a point, though, that he does make, and God, you can come in on this one as well at the same time. You've already talked about not backing up and all that sort of stuff. But for me there, right, Snakebite has got no need to go and mention that Gez is going to be his only um, only threat to win the World Championships. Van Gerwen, obviously, of course, MVG is going to be a threat to win the World Championships. 24-26 set play win. Do you think that something like that, Gob, and then Phil coming off the back of this, do you think that something like that may have played with Snakey a little bit in his mind tonight? For me, it's the whole back it up situation. Again, the minute you make comments, you put more pressure on yourself. That, that's all it is. So whether or not it actually did do anything to him, I don't know. But me personally, never been a fan of doing that. Even when I was good enough at that, whatever level I was playing, I don't like making those comments because if you don't back them up, you look like a right tit. <laughs> you could say something stronger to be fair and thank you for not doing so uh, Phil like I say you, you obviously asked a question to MVG of course you're going to ask that sort of a question when something like that happens tonight um, you, you seem like there's a little gleeful twinkle in his eye when he said that I think the old MVG might just be back I really yeah. do think so <laughs> yeah, did no, you I, just say the B word? I did yeah. and just just to point out as well that in the original Peter Wright interview None of us mentioned, as in journalists, obviously there's loads of us in this Zoom conference, none of us mentioned Gowen Price or Michael Van Gowen. So we didn't bring it up. The question was, how do you, how, how do you think your game is heading towards the World Championship? So he chose to bring those names into the equation. The question was quite simple. Again, like you say, though, it makes him look like a, a bit of an idiot, quite frankly, in that sense. But, but there you go. Uh, look, let's move it on to Group C. So Michael Van Gerwen obviously tops Group A. Group C was topped by the buddy boy Michael Smith, who is in some vein of form, Densman. This is probably the only group where 
there was no real drama, to be brutally honest. Michael Smith uh, beating uh, Christopher Tyski 5-2, hosted a Susa, uh, sorry, uh, uh, beating uh, Christopher Tyski 5-2, yeah, hosted a Susa coming through Lisa Ashton at 5-1. Uh, Phil, we'll start, we'll start with you on this one. Again, routine performance by the Buddy Boy, who is starting to look close to back to his best a 106.9 average and I called it a routine performance (laughs) he he won four legs on the spin against Ratajski which is almost unheard of however this could have been 5-0 Michael had darts to win every leg Mm -hmm. and not many people do that to Christoph Ratajski I thought the 81, by the way, I should say, I thought the 81 checkout from Ratajski was excellent I really did think that 100% um, and you just look at stuff. He just looks confident. And we go back to it in not just darts, but any sport. What a win does for confidence. Um, you go back to Leicester when they were rock bottom of the Premier League and had no chance of staying up. They found a result and ran with it. Um, Michael Van Gogh back in 2012 wins the World Grand Prix. And we all know what happened from there. That winter series could be a huge, huge turning point in Bully Boy's already glittering career. Well, the big thing is here, Gob, is that we talk about Michael Smith, and obviously Hosted Assistant has obviously qualified for the last 16. That's a big thing for him as well. But Smith in particular, if he goes and wins this tournament, or he goes and put, makes, makes the final or something like that, that's a quarter of the money that he needs to defend from his World Championship final this year. Something like that does give you a massive confidence boost, does it not? You'd hope so. <laughs> well, yes. I just, I just... I get a bit tetchy when we start having this conversation about Michael Smith. Because we all know he's got the game. We all, we've all we been talking it up for years. He's been so close so many times. And every time he looks good, something just goes wrong. Or he gets a bit more heartbreak. And, like, just not sure I can see it happen to him again. Even, just as a fan. <laughs> uh, yes that's a fair point I think do you know what though the big thing as well for Jose de Sousa really really quickly is he's now jumped into the world's top 32 with that win he's currently seeded for the world championship Steve Beaton drops out of the seeds which is just mental thinking about it um, you know what else is there to say about the Portuguese mana scores gob you know from the special one whichever one you want to call him it, he's doing bits <laughs> he is superb and his new shirts, by the way, are pucker. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. When did he become yeah. such a massive power scorer as well? I think he's always been that way. I do, I, you know, I, I, I've seen, from, from the couple of years I've seen him on the tour properly, I've, I've always looked at him and gone, oh, do you know what, he's, he's, he's a decent scorer, but he just can't yeah. count. D- decent, I agree, but not powerhouse like we saw today. Well... Yeah, it's a bit good, isn't it? You wait, I'm going to turn up tomorrow and have a 106 average. Yeah, I, I agree. He, 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 he's, he's always been a good scorer. I'm not arguing that. But today, it was like blistering 180s every leg. Six 180s, didn't he? It's six 180s. Six 180s and six legs, yeah. Yeah, brilliant stuff from him. Um, but do you, you know what, Gob? If you, if you wish to make a comment about Ratajski at this moment in time, getting a crap draw on TV, you're more than welcome <laughs> to. However, I will shoot you down on it. <laughs> well, it's true, though, isn't it? It's not. <laughs> it is. Bloody not. It is. I'm not saying he's got the worst draw, but he just never gets an, an easy draw. He never gets a nice draw. 
No, players championship finals last year he goes and plays Steve Lennon and no disrespect but you know it's not a Michael Van Gerwen and then he plays Willie O'Connor again not like a Michael Van Gerwen or a Gerwin Price Willie O'Connor who was a World Cup finalist like yes, back in June into, not in November yeah, he's, he's running into players that are carrying form constantly no he's not he didn't do anything in yeah, Grand Slam the previous week nothing <laughs> just googled it <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, Ritaisky, he's a great player. I'm not going to say he's a floor merchant. Of course, I'm not saying that. He's still relatively young. But he needs to make some more TV events if he's going to jump up in the rankings. Although, to be fair, at the moment, he's number 14 in the world. And he's barely had a good run. The only, what is his best run on TV? What, a match play quarterfinal? I think, looking at it. I think... Yeah, and he had a nice draw. Well, it wasn't necessarily a nice draw, but he ran into Michael Smith in the quarterfinals, who at that point wasn't playing that great. So, you know, uh, we'll see what happens. Right. Uh, let's move on and talk about, to give you the full group uh, results from tonight. Michael Van Gogh 5, Joe Cullen 3 in Group A. Adam Hunt 5, Gabriel Clemens 2. Michael Van Gogh, obviously, that was the only thing we knew coming in tonight, that he was going to be. Uh, the Group A winner, Adam Hunt, joins him in Group A. A fantastic achievement on debut for the Hunter. Group C, Michael Smith, five. Christopher Tyski, two. And Jose de Sousa, five. Lisa Ashton, one. It is Michael Smith who comes through top. Jose de Sousa is runner-up. Group E, the big shock of the night. Devin Peterson, five. Peter Wright, two. And Ian White, five. Dirk van Dijk and Boda, one. Devin Peterson tops the group. Ian White, again, becomes the first man to win a place in the knockout stages after losing his opening two matches at the Grand Slam. Hunt then followed the feat, obviously, later on in the evening, but Ian White got there first, knocking out the world champion, Peter Snakebite Wright. And then Group G, going Price surviving match starts against Ryan Joyce to win by four, five eggs to four, and Johnny Clayton coming through uh, against Bakura Suzuki at 5-0, making Price the winner and Clayton the runner-up. This is how the last 16 now looks. Uh, we'll start, actually, do you know what, we'll go in, uh, we'll go in play order at this point. So Dimitri Vandenberg against Johnny Clayton starts us off tomorrow night. Uh, that is the winner of Group H against the runner of Group G. Uh, the winner of Group F, James Way, plays the runner of Group E, Ian White. The runner-up of Group A, Adam Hunt, will take on the winner of Group B, which is Simon Whitlock. And then Dave Chisner, the winner of Group D, against Jose de Sousa, Group C. Oh my goodness, what a game that is. Dave Chisnell, by the way, boys, moving back up into the world's top seven as things stand at this moment in time, which is mental when you think about it. Um, then, obviously, the remaining group, uh, the remaining last 16 games, Michael Van Gerwen against Gary Anderson. That's going to be third match on on Saturday. Cannot wait for that. Michael Smith against Rob Cross. I believe that was going to be the last game on uh, Saturday night. I've got Devin Peterson against David Hatter. And they've got Gerwin Price against Nathan Aspinall. Uh, those are the last uh, games in the knockout stages. Let's turn our attention then to uh, tomorrow. Actually, do you know what? This is how it looks for the uh, for Saturday, by the way. Michael Smith against Rob Cross. Devin Peterson against Damon Hetter. Michael Van Gerwen against Gary Anderson. And then Gerwin Price against Nathan Aspinall. So those are your Saturday games as well. Uh, that we cannot wait for that last 16 happening Friday, Saturday, the two quarterfinals in the afternoon on Sunday, two quarterfinals in the evening on Sunday, semifinals on Monday, and then the Tuesday is the Grand Slam of Darts final, the Sports Grand Slam of Darts final at six o'clock in the evening. 
because obviously there's football on. Uh, right, uh, let's talk about Friday's games. Dimitri van der Berg, Johnny Clayton, James Wade, Ian White, Simon Whitlock against Adam Hunt, and then Chip Day Chisnall against Jose de Sousa. Gob, I will start with you. What game are you looking forward to the most of there? The All English Clash. James Wade versus Ian White. Are you now? Yes. Like, it's going to be good. It, it, it's one for the... I can't think what the word is. Starting purists. I yes. Call it. Yes, yes. The starting purists. Yes, these two aren't about to go and throw 110 average at each other for an hour and a half. They're going to throw mid-90s, possibly around that 100, and they're going to be good on the finishes. Please. Phil, what game are you looking forward to? Chisnell against Jose. That is the correct answer. Well done to you. Just because this it's could be... It's not, though, is it? This, this could be anything. Right, this could either be blockbustering, breathtaking averages, or a game crippled with missed doubles. Yes. And this is what we love about this sport, isn't it? The unpredictability? Yeah. Um, the unpredictability is predictable. Jose will miscount, but they'll get away <laughs> with it because Dave Chisnell's action will break down under pressure. And of course, as well, we're looking to go to that extended format now. It's 19 legs uh, now rather than the best of nine. So uh, we actually get a proper game of darts, which is good. Um, do, do we think, though, that I'm just looking at it now because the press release has come through with a schedule and everything like that? Mm. They've rather front loaded Saturday, haven't they? Well, I'm not being funny, right? Friday night. I don't, obviously, normally you wouldn't get many people, I don't think, watching it on a Friday night because most people will be out. Obviously, it's a bit different because the city's on lockdown, well, the country's on lockdown, to be fair. Uh, Blue Body uh, were ahead of their time in that sense. Uh, I would, I'm quite looking, I think, to be fair, though, Friday night looks decent. I do think Friday night looks decent for, for, for darts fans. Saturday night is for the darts fan and the dart casual. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Saturday's the casual night. The dark fans will love both nights. But mm. in terms of the, the, the casual and trying to get new people into the sport, I perhaps would have split them up a little bit. Go. your thoughts? Yeah, I think you're right. But I, I think that about the group stage as well, when they were, when they were putting the, the three big boys all on on the same night. I think that... It's sort of messed the schedule up a little bit. Normally, we see groups A to D and E to H. Yes, that's right. Yes, yeah. weird when you do that in your head. Um, yeah, so it's it's all a bit left field at the minute, but I, I don't care as long as we get some decent darts. To be honest. So I'm going to ask you uh, for your thoughts on who wins what games. Uh, tomorrow night then. Let's start with Dimitri van der Berg against Johnny Clayton. Phil Bars, you get first pick. Uh, all the stats say Dimitri's going to win this. The way he's played, the averages he's put, he's, he's put in. And if he plays to that standard, he'll win the game. Uh, will we have a slip? Will we have a World Cup performance? I don't know. Um, but just purely on what we've seen at the Grand Slam of Darts, you would have to say Dimitri Vandenberg wins that match. Score? 
Mr. Garwood. Uh, same winner. I think it's a little bit more one-sided than that, though. I just think he, he's looked superb in the group stage. So I'm going Dimmy 10-5. I'll go down the middle Johnny's of Johnny's not quite looked the same since he's missing a certain logo on his shirt. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, look, I don't think I, I, I was thinking about going down the middle between the pair of you anyway, and uh, now uh, I am going to do so. Dimi Vandenberg wins this one 10 6. He won't average 114 like he has been, 107 like he has been throughout the week. He'll still average, I think, just over a ton, uh, but uh, Clayton will give him a good game. But I think Dimi's just playing far too well at this moment in time. Uh, James Wade against Ian White is next. Mr. Garwood, you can have first pick on this one I've got a Batman boy he, he just there's just something about him at the minute he, he looks good he looks happy he looks confident Ian White would have to go berserk against him again because I just think that unless you're going to throw something ridiculous against James he's going to get chances and he looks comfortable and confident enough to take those out score 10-7 uh, PB. Again, it's the question. We know what James Wade is going to do. It's a question of do we think Ian White will go berserk again? And I'm going to say he does. Interesting. What are you going to go for? I think it's, it's still close, but I'm going to go Ian White 10 8. But if Ian White doesn't go berserk, James Wade wins. I don't think he will. You, you, Wadey, we know where, where, where Wadey will be. He'll be mid-90s with some excellent checkouts. Hashtag waiting. The lefty comes through, and I'm going to go 10-7. Sign uh, Whitlock against Adam Hunt is our third game. And Phil, you have first pick on this one. I Sadly, I only see one winner. Simon Whitlock moves into the quarterfinals with a 10-5 victory over Adam Hunt. Would take into number 18 in the world, obviously, if he does win, overtaking Adrian Lewis. Gob, do we think he, he does it? Yeah. I mean, Adam's having a great season. We've spoken about him, but I just think Whitlock looks too good, too comfortable and too experienced in this situation, especially over this longer format. I don't recall actually seeing Adam over this longer format. Maybe at the UK oh, Open. No, I don't remember it either. I, I don't recall his match at that length anyway. So, um, yeah, I'm going Simon. I'm going to go quite comfortably as well. I'm going to give him 10-5. Yeah, I'm going to go with 10-4, I think, is probably the best thing to do, to be brutally honest. Thing. Uh, look, I love Adam. I've got a lot of time for him. Um, he was uh, the first person we speak to uh, this year on our old show. Um, but uh, I can only see, with the way that Whitlock is playing, some form of resurgence at this moment in time for Simon Whitlock. And I think he does win this one. 10 for the final game then of the night. It's probably the closest one, I'm going to say, um, which is Dave Chisler against Jose de Sousa. Uh, Gob, you can have first dibs on the scoreline. I just told you when this because I just don't back Chisnell's action under pressure. He, he got through. He didn't look convincing in the last game. He he did enough, um, but I just think Jose puts him under a lot more pressure. And and then we start seeing the the wild attempts at double that we've come to expect from Chisnell's game. So 
Uh, I'm going Jose 10-6. Phil Bowers. I agree. From what we've seen in this tournament so far, Jose de Souza wins this one, and I'm going 10-7. I want to say Jose wins this comfortably. I don't think he does. Because the thing is, like you say, this could be anything, this game. And I think this is going to go to a last leg decider. Because it's just how this thing works. And I'm going to... Ah, do I go in my heart? Do I go in my head? I'll go in my heart. Jose de Sousa comes through 10-9. It's going to go the distance, though. Because it's a Friday night. Of course it's going to go the distance. That is just how things work. Uh, so there we go. That are our, that's our predictions. Those are our predictions, even, for day five of the Pop Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Day four is in the books. And obviously the big story, the world champion is out after uh, the group stages. So Phil Bars, Jack Obigawa, thanks to you again as always for staying up and having a discussion with all of us about darts. That is the group stages done. We are up to 10 legs now. Someone has got to win 10 legs to get through to the quarterfinal stage of the World Sports Grand Slam of Darts. We have for the second round over the next two nights some absolute crackers, obviously, on day five. Dimi Vandenberg, Johnny Clayton, James Wade against Ian White. Sign Whitlock against Adam Hunt. Dave Chisnell against Jose de Sousa. We'll have interviews with all the winners for you uh, on the YouTube channel right now. Online Darts TV is where as well you can find interviews with all eight of the winners uh, from tonight right now. Make sure, of course, that you join us for our live blog from 7 o'clock. OnlineDarts.com, the best way to follow the action leg by leg. And, of course, if you can't watch the darts and you can't stay and you are out on Friday, no matter where you're going, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And you can find all the results there as they happen. From us all here on Online Darts, thanks again for listening to the podcast. We really do appreciate you coming back to us every day. And we will speak to you tomorrow, same time, same place, when we'll be reacting to the starts of the last 16 of the World Sports Ground Summer Darts. Take care. Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 